Geeks, welcome back to another Q&A special in our City of ZSL podcast. I'm your host, as always, and today is another Wednesday. It's another brainstorming technique. Today, we're going to be focusing on SWOT analysis. This is another way of, oh man, this is going to be really, really good. And I'm just thinking about all the different ways that I'm going to put together uh, you know, my, my presentation in general, I'm very, very excited about it. Um, so by the time, you know, next week rolls around, you guys are going to be hearing a number of different things. Uh, the schedule has already rolled out. You guys probably would have already heard uh, or, uh, about it by uh, up to this point. But you know what? It's not about that. It's about the SWOT analysis. So what does SWOT stand for? You got the capital S, W-O-T. Well, the S is strengths. The W is weaknesses. The O is opportunities. And the T is threats. So when you're launching a company, a business, or whatever you're trying to do, we have to look at it from this perspective. So I've been talking a lot on my personal development podcast about being pandemic, um, what is it, being pandemic proof or having a pandemic-proof company. See, there are 45 million Americans who are unemployed. In India, there have been, you know, there are already about 600 million people living in poverty. And with the pandemic, it probably pushed it to over a billion. Um, There are a lot of people out there searching, 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 but no one's actually looking in the mirror and saying, how can I become an asset in a world that has just completely changed? A lot of companies are gonna formulate from this pandemic and are going to be pushing society to a whole new level. We're not gonna have to rely on jobs anymore that are ultimately going to be pushed into automation. So in creating a new passion, a new business and having this opportunity in quarantine, depending on what country you're in, to sit down and say, okay, here we go. What can I do about this? That is the right question. So going into all of this and looking at it from a whiteboard perspective, just imagine a whiteboard being in front of you and having four quadrants, okay? And if you're in a meeting or if you're with a friend or you're getting ready to create a podcast or you're getting ready to create a blog, well, if you look at it this way, let's look at travel bloggers. And I'm gonna use travel bloggers as as an example for this SWOT analysis. So. What is the strength of, or what are the strengths of a travel blogger? Well, a lot of people love traveling. You know, people loved Anthony Bourdain's show when he was still alive and when he was, you know, uh, talking about world and, you know, the world and traveling and using the travel channel. Then he ended up using other news agents to get his message out and to show people a completely different and new and vast world out there. Well, that was fantastic, Andrew Zimmer. Samantha Brown was one of my favorites back in the late 2000s, in the early 2010s. She made me realize that, you know, coming here to Thailand, Vietnam, I've always wanted to travel to the likes of Panama. Big shout out to all my Panamanians out there. Um, You know, that is a significant strength because everyone loves that. If If you look at the hashtags on Instagram, If you put travel in there, all of them are in the tens of millions. That goes to show you that people love to indulge themselves in in a world that is utopic, right? 
But if we look at the weaknesses, a pandemic. When a pandemic came, all these travel bloggers, they're gone. You know, there was a YouTube channel, or there is a YouTube channel called uh, The Luxury Traveler Expert or something like that. He put out amazing videos, especially about like African nations and stuff like that. But when the pandemic came, just as it came with all these other youngsters and millennials who are doing all these travel blogs, they took catastrophic hits. I don't know how they're making money anymore. I don't know if the viewership is up anymore. But Pat Flynn, another famous podcaster and entrepreneur, he said that the majority of his friends were talking revenue decrease. 29% of hospitality workers are now unemployed out of the 100% that was original before. Hotels here in Thailand, if you're a one to three star hotel, you more than likely have shut down. And to be honest with you, the government isn't going to allow travelers in this country for the rest of the year. They keep pushing back that emergency degree because they know if they risk another shutdown, they risk pushing a lot of other people into poverty and death. So looking at it from a weakness standpoint, nobody would have ever thought a long time ago that developing a travel blog would be a significant weakness in regards to a pandemic. If we look at pandemics, we have flu pandemics, we have pandemics every year. It's just not a lot of them get that notoriety. But this one right here, shut people down. Now, uh, what, what should it have more of? What kind of opportunities could you get out of a travel block? Well, we already know what type of a travel, uh, you know, opportunities you could get from it. But the threat, the threat, the weakness is having a pandemic happen. And what can completely shut everything down? A threat. And that threat is obviously a pandemic. So. Let me give you another example, okay? There was a guy I met, his name was Pete Pong, right? I don't know how I came across him, but let's just say back in around 2015 or so, um, Under Armour had not reached Thailand yet. Under Armour being obviously a sports apparel. So when Under Armour was about to come, before that, this guy, Pete Pong, he was friends with the girl I had known back in the day by the name of Mook. And so when I met him, both him and Mook went to the same university, Thomasat University here in Bangkok. And so he started like posting a lot of different things and I'm seeing all these new shoes and, you know, Under Armour was just getting significantly bigger, especially from 2014 to 2015. Now I had not traveled to Australia yet to buy all these shoes and apparel but I wanted some things, you know, at the now. So I found this Instagram and there was this Thai guy, again, Pizza Pong, and he would get things delivered in from America here, but he would sell it a little bit like, I guess you could say, I don't know, a 10 to 15% increase, which is perfectly fine, right? This is how he's gonna make his profit. And that was a brilliant business. That was a brilliant business. So, the strength of that is becoming an internet entrepreneur, trying out something new. The weakness was probably, you know, things going wrong at customs, having to pay an increase uh, at the customs because here in Thailand, boy, their custom laws are unbelievably tragic. Uh, uh, but, you know, those would be some of the weaknesses, right? But the opportunities it would bring. Well, he met me. I remember I paid. I asked him, as a matter of fact, I just realized 
I have not seen that Under Armour shirt in a very long time. I am dejected. I am sad. When was the last time I saw that? Oh my God, that was one of my favorite tank tops. Guys, it's been about two years. Oh my God, sorry, I just, I, I don't know what happened. I just thought about that. I'm gonna have to look through all my clothes. I am so sad right now because that made my body look impeccable. <laughs> but anyways, that particular one, I was working at a place called Future Park Bronx. He came, he gave it to me, we talked. This guy was a football guy. I added him on Facebook. He was an amazing individual. He was an amazing soul. I saw him coincidentally on, on Christmas Eve when I was going to Chiang Mai. Both him and I and a couple of his friends took the same flight out there. Guys, it was just magnificent. But you know what was the threat? The considerable threat was Under Armour ultimately unveiling and opening stores up here in Thailand. So why am I telling you this is because, well, I was removing a lot of Facebook accounts and I came across this Facebook account, UA Thailand, Under Armour underscore Thailand. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't spoke to him in such a long time. And I saw the last post and it was 2016. By that time, Under Armour stores were already opening up here and his business had fallen flat. Now, does Thailand still have all the apparel that the markets out there in America has? No. Can I still make a killing off the things like in regards to Herbalife being out there in America and sell it at a more of an increased price worldwide? Possibly, right? Now I'm focusing a little bit on Herbalife, but going back to what he did, it was a big threat. It was a threat to him. And unfortunately, you know, his... um what is it? His business ended up, you know, laying to rest, <laughs> rest in peace. But it was an opportunity for him to even think bigger. Because if that worked for the small amount of time it did, what else here in Thailand do people really want, but they can't have based on, you know, things outside of their control? Do you guys get what I'm saying? So the strength, obviously, you know, imported material that's not here in Thailand. The weaknesses. Um, you know, uh, dealing with the import tax, the opportunities it brought. Well, he met me. He made possible. He had like fifteen hundred organic followers back in the day. But the threat, Under Armour coming out here. Once they did, boom, all his business ended up just going away. Now, could he still get exclusive material from the Americas in here? Sure, but are people still going to buy from him? Doubtful. There it is. So. Look at this brainstorming technique in any field of endeavor and thing that you're trying to, things that you're trying to achieve and overcome or a special projects. And you'll be able to look at those four quadrants and say, Ugh, if this is a logo you're creating, if this is a blog that you're creating, a podcast, I'm going to top this podcast off with this one right here. There was a guy that I got into a conversation with, as a matter of fact. Um, and he said, you know, you know, I'm trying, you know, my podcast numbers and stats aren't going up. And I'm like, man, you look at me, you know, I'm a growing testament. It took me two years to finally get in a consistent upward trend. I just had the best ESL podcast month of my life. Okay, this past July. Thank you so, so much to all of you out there. Uh, I think it topped out at about 13,000 plays in one month. Uh, and the highest play total count was the month before at 8,000. And before that, the highest play count total was the month before that. 
So obviously you see that consistent trend and to see a 50 to a 60% increase in one month is unbelievably profound. Thank you so much for all of you out there. But this guy, he talks about a topic that a lot of people would love to talk about, right? You have a lot of, you know, celebrity gossip, right? And he's like, oh, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm talking about this and that. And I'm like, yeah, well, again, celebrity gossip, it's what you like to do. I mean, if that's what you want to talk about, if you want to put out information about other people's lives, fine, go by all means, by all means, go ahead and do it. But he's like, man, I don't know how to increase my play crown. Well, do collaborations. Okay, do you have a Twitter account that you are engaging with people on Twitter with in regards to celebrity gossip, right? Do you have a Facebook page? Do you have exclusive interviews? Do you have a Patreon? Do you have YouTube? Uh, do you do live episodes? Are you bringing other people on to talk about other people? I mean, again, that's your forte. That's your thing. You know, one of my childhood friends by the name of Billy Hoyle, shift in focus. Uh, Bill, not Billy Hoyle. <laughs> I call him Billy Hoyle because it reminds me of the, the movie White Man Can't Jump. I swear it's a movie, 1992. Circle Wesley Snipes, one of my, oh, and Woody Harrell, Woody, Woody something. Anyways, Billy Warden, childhood friend, one of my very first friends that I used to hang out and spend so much time with. Uh, he was, uh, I showed my stats in regards to my podcast. And he's like, yeah, my stats aren't like yours, but look at mine. I was like, okay, you need to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. I coached him up because he has a Twitch, Billy Triforce. I say, you need to start doing collaborations. You need to start making YouTube videos. You need to start investing slowly into different things that will enhance the video quality, the microphone, the lighting. What, how can you start putting out material that people like? How can you start communicating with people in the same area? This is how you do it. So again, using the SWOT analysis, people, huh, that's how you do it. So if you guys have any other questions, please let me know. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Brainstorming Wednesday. We probably have, oh my God, if I actually look over this, okay, we got six thinking hats, uh, brain netting possibly, uh, assumptions, alter egos, heroes, uh, force connections. We'll see. We probably have probably about, three more good ones coming up okay and then that will be the end and perhaps there will be another series but by now you guys hopefully will have already heard that uh yes the short story series is in full fledged and full steam ahead every friday you get yourself a full a short uh i'm sorry a short story series i'm going to be making a formal or i probably will have already made up to this point a formal announcement of this beautiful short story series with a voiceover coach from Jordan. And guys, this one's going to be real good for you guys out there if you want to, you know, tune into some storytelling. And with that being said, guys, thanks for tuning in to another ESL podcast. Stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out. <laughs>